Are y'all ready? <laughs> I'm good. No. <laughs> Ivy's not. All right, now I'm ready. What did you? Okay, the the boof. I understand. The zaza. <laughs> Holy camera shit. freaked you out when that happened. <laughs> did not yeah, like that. Transparent. That was cool. All right, welcome to Mew and Puke, another interview episode. Uh, I'm Jake, and I'm Ivy, and we have a very special guest with us, uh, Matt Goings of All Gone Gray. Also produces Hello. I Met a Yeti stuff and many other bands, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Nice to meet you, Matt. Nice to meet you too. How's this wonderful Wednesday going for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's good so far. Uh, been rehearsing for um, All Gone Gray's first show of 2023, which is happening next week in Kissimmee. Uh, just did a run through at home just by myself. Cool. So that was fun. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to hop into All Gone Gray stuff, but I like to start with origin stories on this podcast because (laughs) uh, i you know i just love band history and it's always nice to know where someone's coming from so how did your music journey start (laughs) okay do you want to start with the start of all gone gray or before all gone gray let's start before like literally why are you into music kind of stuff okay cool 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 so when i was a kid i'm pretty much was only interested in video games. That was all I really cared about doing. I wanted to be a video game designer, even though I didn't really know what that fully entailed. Yeah. Uh, I basically <laughs> wanted to make Pokemon games. Jeez. That's cool. <laughs> so that's what I started out wanting to do. And then eventually I came across uh, the Donkey Konga video games. <laughs> Let's game go. Two. That's a classic. No way you're about to say Donkey Konga led into your music career. Konga. That is the start. I heard all the small things by Blink-182 and that changed my over. life. It's this, over. This has to be the I'm craziest first minute of a podcast I've ever <laughs> Donkey Konga led to all gone seriously gray. seriously I was Konging to all the small things when I was like 13 or whatever I don't remember when that game came out but basically then I got Yahoo Launchcast. I'm dating myself a bit by saying that yeah um yeah I don't it know was like is. a it was like a precursor to Pandora oh. where you basically put in an artist and then it would make a radio station uh, based around them yeah so I put in Blink-182, and then it was like, ooh, here's Yellow Card, here's Good Charlotte, uh, here's all these other pop-punk bands. So that was kind of my intro to getting into music, like caring about it at all. Uh, and then I think I just started watching music videos on Yahoo. Um, I remember seeing <laughs> Holiday by Green Day and um, like Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Classic. And I was like, ooh, playing guitar looks cool. I want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that, that's kind of how I, that started. Uh, got my first guitar uh, at the end of middle school. Didn't really know how to play it for a while. Uh, I would just like play like every string just open <laughs> without even fretting. <laughs> just be like, just I'm playing guitar or or Midwest emo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all it that was, is. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty fun. I just did that for a bit until I finally got lessons on how to play guitar. Um, when was that? Sophomore year of high school or something? So I'm like maybe seventeen. That's when I actually learned how to play guitar. Um, Did you learn on like then... uh, electric or acoustic? Electric. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people learn on acoustic, but I didn't really have any interest in acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like everything I liked was like power chord, pop punk, like heavy distortion kind of stuff. And that's all I was interested in. I was nice. like, I didn't care about playing like acoustic love songs Don't or any crap Wall. like that. Wonder no, didn't touch you. <laughs> no. I, I skipped over all those like the classic rock songs that most people learn on guitar. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna learn "Damn It" by Blink-182, all the small <laughs> things by Blink-182. <laughs> like, um, it's over here in the studio, but I got a uh, Blink-182 sheet music book oh, of their greatest hits, cool. and uh, it has tabs in there, and that's how I learned all those songs. <laughs> Do y'all ever did that. cover I did them? The... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Band. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just fucking. Say, um... I'm ruining the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so good. I was just gonna say my first band. Um, this is a crappy pop punk band. We we're called Stop Wondering, and uh, started out just yeah playing like Blink 182, MXPX covers, and uh, then started writing our own stuff that was mostly Blink 182 and MXPX ripoffs. Uh... <laughs> was it better or worse than Edging? <laughs> um i'd say it was, it was worse okay. um our stuff oh, was no. <laughs> our stuff was very cringy very um like i'm a nice guy you should date me like <laughs> oh no kind of stuff yeah we didn't have lyrics that were literally that but that was yeah. the vibe yeah um and i definitely hate everything we wrote <laughs> is any of that online at all do you think? Uh, some of it's on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, all gone great, fans. You, <laughs> Stop you can, wondering. You can you can find it. It's actually I think a lot of it's still on my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> you can see us playing at a church that was filmed on v VHS, which makes it seem like it's older than it is. But my mom just had a VHS recorder still in like 2009. That's so cool. <laughs> that's up with this giant sick. VHS recorder and taped us. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> so it was, yeah, we did that for a little bit and then that band fell apart. I started doing solo stuff. I think what really set me on the the trajectory I've been on for a while now was like when I got introduced to Chiodos mm. in like 20, I think it was like 2011 or 2012. And that's when uh, All Gone Gray switched from being a pop punk band to a uh, post-hardcore band. And... So is any All Gone Gray stuff? <laughs> so I listened to all the All Gone Gray catalog mm -hmm. for this and the two albums from 2013 and 2014 felt very post-hardcore to me. Is there any yeah. pop punk all gone gray remaining on the internet? <laughs> um, like you can hear the influence on some of those songs, especially on yeah. Oath um, and um, probably Sick of Our Lives. Uh, those are probably the two most pop punk ones we still have out. But we uh, we put out like some demos before uh, the Hopeless EP. Um, so like some of those are still around. Um, Stay Away As I Fade Away, Forgive Me, those are two of those songs. Because uh, originally I played guitar in the band um, and uh, sang, and yeah. we did more pop-punky stuff. But then I was like, I don't want to play guitar, I'm just going to sing, and I want two guitarists to do like cool noodly stuff while I sing really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, instead of me doing crappy pop-punk. 
which is what we kind of started out as. This is such a crazy origin story to me because it's like <laughs> almost exactly the same as mine. Like, <laughs> like Donkey Kong, like insanely. Uh, no, mine was mine was a uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. I didn't have okay. Donkey Kong. Ah. But like the the physical like tab books, like I had the I think I had the same, or at least my dad had the same Blink One Eighty Two one. But for yes. some reason, I I like went and started learning the fucking Weezer one instead. <laughs> but then <laughs> yeah. I was in like a shitty pop Ooh, punk yeah. band like in high school, and then Sick. like we evolved into something else. And now I do post hardcore. It's just super funny. It's like the exact same like relative timeline. Yeah, it's that pop punk to post hardcore <laughs> pipeline. It's got, real. Got, you got to go Donkey down Donkey Kong it. to post hardcore. We've established <laughs> what it is. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it's bongos. now is all gone gray is is it like your project that other like is there a band to it uh i didn't do enough research i'm sorry i'm, I'm interested uh i consider it more of a band than my own project like i have a solo project yeah. um which i just release stuff as matt goings um there's some stuff i put out as a cry for help but i'm not really using that name anymore Okay. Um, but yeah, Algon Gray, I'd say, is, is, is a full band, not really like a solo thing. Yeah, so you put out two EPs, one in 2013, mm -hmm. one in 2014, and then there's a big gap, a big Mars Volta-sized yeah. gap. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> and I think the... <laughs> The easiest way to say what happened there is, or at least like on my end, was that um, so we have this album we've been working on that is almost done. <laughs> we are going to be putting it out this year. Sick. Hold me to it. Jeez. Hold me yeah. to it. We'll Sue me it. if I don't put it out this year. <laughs> yep. um, but Everyone. really, when, I, when we started the album, like the folder for it on my computer was 2018 full length. <laughs> Then I changed it to 2019 full length. Then I changed it to 2020 full length. And then I got rid of the year because I realized yeah. that trying to set a timeline for it before it was like close to done was kind of silly. So yeah, basically we only really had, I think it was maybe f three or four years where we didn't do as much and then started on the full length. Uh, but basically it was a lot of lineup changes. Um, our drummer left took a while to replace him went through a couple people didn't really work out um then our guitarist moved to austria and it's taken us a while to replace him um we finally have somebody now uh john sarah who plays in social vinyl club uh is playing with us now awesome so yeah it was we we played we played some shows in 20, 2015 2016 2017 and 18 and 19 but yeah it took forever to like get everything written and then recorded because i self-produce and mix everything myself on top of like doing that full-time with other bands so a lot of times doggone grace stuff gets lower priority so that's kind of what has happened that has made it take so long yeah but uh we were really happy to finally put out a new song in the end of uh 2021 uh putting out this doesn't feel right and then you know we put through three, uh, three yeah. arrows right after that and uh we're we're getting close to putting out some new stuff it'll be out soon <laughs> the new stuff's really good as well and thank you uh, i'm pretty sure about this daisy has not always been in the band correct 
the the new that stuff is, is her introduction well, yeah how did that happen so what's really funny is a lot of people think that she's on a beautiful mess um and i think that's mostly because so next week we're playing a show with arrow 404 uh, this is really cool like um uh, how do you describe them it's kind of like geek core nintendo core <laughs> chiptune cool. Error core, 404 what it, nice. yeah error 404 yeah they're really cool but basically um when i decided i wanted to start doing a post hardcore band instead of pop punk i realized i didn't really know how to scream yeah. uh i just did like really shitty inhale screams uh <laughs> i just sounded like a like a dumb pterodactyl it was really bad uh <laughs> and so i was like can somebody please scream with us uh eventually we met those guys and so jacob spiegel from error 404 was our first screaming vocalist so he was on uh hopeless we had another guy nick Beatty, scream on two songs on hopeless but then uh jacob spiegel changed up his screaming technique a little bit on a beautiful mess so he sounds a little different. I feel like that's where the confusion gets, where some people think that's Daisy. Yeah. But basically, he couldn't commit to touring and stuff, So and he was never an official member. But uh, So then we like, okay, we want an official member. Daisy had... Uh, I met Daisy in college, and she did a cover of our song, Deeper Than Roxanne. So that's how I found out that she was really into our band. Um, so I was basically like, hey, scream with us. So... <laughs> So she joined shortly after um, A Beautiful Mess came out, and that's when we put out the Kawaii Queen demo. Uh, I think that was like November of 2014. So I think she joined somewhere around there, maybe uh, October of 2014, I think it was. And for anyone who doesn't know listening, Daisy is I Met a Yeti's vocalist. Um, yeah, she's also in All Gone Gray, Multiple Talents, People, and Resilia. <laughs> Yes, yeah. can't forget <laughs> yeah. Resilia. They're so good. I think she's competing with Sam Naz to be in the most things, <laughs> the most bands. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> she's she's awesome. We asked you a question. Taking a break from the little lore, we we oh. wanted to rank My Chemical Romance albums with you. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I've never listened to them. Um, Holy that is. Shit. You've never even listened to them. I've listened to the Black Parade once. The album or just the song? The song at first, but then last okay. year I listened to the album okay. once. <laughs> and I've okay. listened to Teenagers about a million times. <laughs> but that's the only <laughs> that's, one. So uh it's gonna be <laughs> It's gonna be Teenagers number one. A for lot me. of people fall into that, because uh, I've noticed that Teenagers is by far their like top song on spotify but it's the song i listen to them the least so yeah. i'm like the opposite i feel <laughs> I, like most people that are big my chem fans don't really care about that song yeah that's the vibe i get <laughs> yeah i fucking hate that song yeah i used i used to hate it it's grown on me a little bit but i still will sometimes skip it and i never just put it on by itself I w you know that I'm never like, oh, I'm in the <laughs> mood to listen to teenagers. That never happens. I was thinking, oh boy, I was thinking about it today. May it may be the first song I listened to where I was like, oh, <laughs> music has like a point. <laughs> like songs can have a meaning. <laughs> like I was listening to. I, I'm a little younger than you, I think, Matt. <laughs> so, um, 
I ended up watching teenagers or listening to teenagers on YouTube through lyric videos, um, the Sick. good old days. And <laughs> and all I was listening to around that time was just Disturbed and Hollywood Undead. Just pure nice. garbage. I also listened to Hollywood Undead <laughs> in high school. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the, it, this was the first time I was like, does this song mean what it says or is there like a different thing is there like a metaphor mm. like i was understanding metaphors through this song yeah Lord. <laughs> black parade is definitely full of uh metaphors lots of themes on that one because it you know once you find out that gerard way writes comics that makes a lot of sense oh like yeah he's you know really into stories and these deep things you know I love it's not it. it's not always like that's not usually the approach that I take with lyric writing, uh, where I feel like most of mine are like very literal. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of his are like these big stories and don't necessarily have to be something that he experienced necessarily. Yeah, like a concept record. Yeah, I love his comic books like Umbrella Academy, the first two mm -hmm. uh, volumes I really dug. And uh, I love his Doom Patrol stuff. Anything Doom Patrol, I'll eat that shit up. Um, <laughs> I'll need to check out. It's re it's really good. The, the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a little confusing because it's based <laughs> on some older stuff. It's a whole thing. Uh, we can talk about the gotcha. DC universe a different time. Matt Goings. We okay, gotta talk okay. about My Chemical Romance <laughs> rankings. I, yeah. I don't even know the albums. Uh, so Ivy, you're gonna have to take point on this. <laughs> That's you don't so know funny. Any of them. Um, Black Do you have them at least pulled up? No. Do you, do you even know the their other biggest? You don't even know their other biggest album. Uh, three cheers three for cheers? something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For sweet revenge. Uh, yeah. I only know it because yes. my friend, <laughs> she has uh like the album, the record. She's like a huge My Chemical Romance head. So yeah. Um. <laughs> wow, you gotta at least listen to I'm Not Okay if you haven't heard it, because that's just like the emo anthem <laughs> for for a little spoiler in the future we'll be doing a patreon series on my chemical romance probably Sick. whoa <laughs> so i will eventually listen to all these records uh probably good, a couple times good. so <laughs> i'll be educated it's just not at the moment <laughs> get <right>. educated <laughs> oh we're doing uh least favorite to favorite right like round table style yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm not involved, but yeah. <laughs> no mama. Teenagers. Um, <laughs> number one. <laughs> I guess... Oh, this is hard, because, like, I kind of didn't listen to... I didn't really listen to Danger Days. Because, like, okay, they have, like, a bunch of albums listed, but some of them, it looks like they may be, like, compilation albums. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Danger Days is the 2010 is like the most the last one they did before they went yeah. on hiatus, right? They only they only have four actual albums. Yeah. So I would probably rank that my least favorite. It wasn't that like I hated it or anything like that. So I, I went through this really really long phase where I was obsessed with My Chemical Romance and I listened to them to death and now I can't like listen to them at all. <laughs> I just oh, like no. can't anymore. <laughs> But that album particularly, even even back then, I just didn't really, like, care for. There really wasn't anything that brought me in. Um, I, I think the only song I really, like, 
remember from it is it's like na na na. I think that's, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the the main mo uh, main one people know off that one. Yeah, so I'd have to put uh Danger Days, the true lives of the fabulous Killjoys <laughs> as my as my bottom ranked my chemical <laughs> romance album. Could have held a gun to Jake's head and Jake wouldn't have been able to tell you what that <laughs> second line was. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, I don't I don't think most of the general populace should know, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, the true lives of the fabulous Killjoys. What, yeah. what if I make my own ranking just based on what I think the most popular would be? <laughs> so I'm also going to say for my least favorite, the newest one, Danger Days. Danger Days. The True Lives of Fabulous Killjoys. <laughs> the, the newest one came out in 2010. You might have heard about it. I did. <laughs> Pretty recent. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the year Shrek the Third came out? No, I wasn't paying attention oh, yeah. to My Chemical <laughs> Romance. I was so busy watching Shrek. Yeah. The worst Shrek movie. What's your least favorite My Chemical Romance album, Matt? I'm yeah. thinking about to ask what my least favorite Shrek movie was. <laughs> well, it's Shrek the Third. The it's third. everyone's least favorite. The third. If it's not the third, then I, we need to have a talk. So, <laughs> it, it's tough. Uh, I go back and forth on whether or not I consider Conventional Weapons to be a My Chemical Romance album. So it was basically their scrapped record they did in between the Black Parade and Danger Days. It's part of why the sound is so drastically different between those two records is they did a record in between, okay. but then they decided to scrap it and go like way out there. <laughs> um, so that record is kind of cool. They technically just put it out as a bunch of singles, but um, if you put them in order that they released them i think it makes a nice sequencing for an album so i listen to that a lot i go back and forth on whether or not that would be my least favorite or danger days i'll just say danger days and not consider conventional weapons yeah. record I, to I, make it no easier. way i would have known that existed conventional weapons is so good danger days is also really good i just think some of the more like dancey party stuff that's on danger days i'm not really a big fan of and then the more like we're a rock and roll band <laughs> like i don't really care about that stuff as more like um yeah like what party poison i think is one of those ones on danger days that i don't really care for but yeah danger, but danger days has some really other or uh, some really good songs on it though like scarecrow kids from yesterday those are really great songs so it's least favorite, but it is still a great record. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. This might be controversial. People oh. might not like this opinion. Okay. Okay. The next one I'm going to put is uh, their first record. I brought you my bullets. You brought oh. me your love. This was another one. Because when I, when I started listening to My Chem, it was specifically the Black Parade. That was like what pulled me in. It was the Black yeah. Parade. I saw that music video for Welcome to the Black Parade and fucking creamed real hard and was like, oh my god, this is the best <laughs> band ever. And then that's like all I listened to. That, was that actually how high-pitched your voice was back then? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. It was probably more high-pitched. This is like a total tangent, but there was... um, My dad used to be in this like grunge band 
and they needed like they were trying to do like gang vocals but they wanted like different registers so like they had like the three of them and then they brought me in to do like the higher register i already know where this is going Nice. <laughs> so it's like, uh, like i came in like was like yeah I'm like, i don't even know what the fuck i was doing uh, but made it to the final song oh, but man. uh <laughs> yeah I, your credits I, uh, go way back <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome yeah, grunge, grunge not typically known for high-pitched vocals it's usually <laughs> sing really really low for grunge yeah i think i think it was like between like my dad and his like his best friend jeremy were the two vocalists and they had like nice different voices so interest i think you can still find their music too i, I don't know deep lore if you want to find their band it's mirror rim <laughs> It's it's mirror with like mirrored over itself, so it's mirror rim. So uh, <laughs> you, you can mean? find that somewhere. Interesting. Uh, I think it's like I really in... liked grunge when I was in high school. Maybe I, maybe I might still like it. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I gotta I gotta put. I brought you my bullet. You brought me your love. Is the is the next one in line? It uh it has some good bangers on it for sure. I just um I don't know. I never really really got into this one too much and. For that reason, I gotta I gotta put it a little bit lower, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> we we might end up having this similar uh, list. Yeah, I feel like I could predict this list so easily. Like I, Danger Days, <laughs> worst one because it's the newest. Uh, the oldest one would be the least liked. Uh, the next like number three in line. Because, you know, most new fans aren't into it, and older fans, it's not as good as Three Cheers, right? And then it's going to be the Black Parade, because that's a, that's a curveball, I think. Because the Black Parade is, you know, the most well-regarded mainstream-wise. But, right, right. but it's also, it's like not the album that Three Cheers is, right? Three Cheers is like the perfect sound for them the second album people love second albums in keeping secrets <laughs> you know i if i could think of another one i'd think of another one but that's my that's my prediction also the okay, go gabba okay. gabba episode <laughs> from 2000 about you're talking about the my chem song on there every snowflake is different just like you yeah, yeah that's a good one <laughs> that's a good one uh yeah so bullets would be my third as well i really love bullets uh really love how dark and weird it is uh a lot of cool screamy stuff on it it's definitely their most emo it has some of my favorite songs on there like demolition lovers but then it has a couple that are a little weak like cubicles and early sunsets aren't quite as strong and their songwriting you know you can tell that they're a new band on there where you know some of the songs are a little longer than they probably should be uh so i feel like their songwriting really got better after it but it's still a fantastic album and yeah it would be my third hell yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna move on baby <laughs> to number two uh i'm gonna put three cheers here three cheers is great i would say <laughs> you're doing this to fuck with me <laughs> you changed it i, I was say... i was on the money i know it i know it I know i'm it. fucking on to you <laughs> <laughs> i um this has some of my most listened to uh mine chem songs for sure I, obviously i love helena fucking 
I'm not okay. I promise. The Ghost of You. I was obsessed with the Ghost of You. I fucking That's love that a great song. song. <laughs> it's so good. I I also was like on YouTube watching music videos and shit. So like I saw that for the first time, and again I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!" <laughs> and um, loved it. Absolutely loved this whole record. But it's not my number one. Literally. Dang. So yeah, here's here's where we diverge. Uh, Black Parade is my number two. I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, all in the hard days work, you know. Yeah, uh, Black Parade is number two. It's really not that much further up from Bullets because they're they're both really great records. Um, it's sometimes hard to rank these, but Black Parade would be second for me. It definitely took a while for me to like the Black Parade, like. Uh, just because I wasn't really into stuff like Queen um, when I was younger, and it took me a little bit longer to appreciate the very heavy uh, Queen influence on this record. So, like, some of the more, uh, for lack of a better word, like, flamboyant stuff on it, like, uh, I didn't really care for. Like, <laughs> there was actually, like, <laughs> this is really funny. So on my iPod I had in high school, I actually had a version of Welcome to the Black Parade where I cut out the intro. Oh um, my god! And just had it start, and just had it start oh, with shit. the um with the like full guitars. Like what? I cut off all the when I was a young boy. All that stuff was off. I did. That's, I didn't like that. That's like cutting the intro out of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I know. Up. I know. And it's yeah, it's heresy that I did that, but I did. Uh, it took me a while to grow on this record. Um, I do really, really love it now. So it is my second favorite. Um, lots of great tracks on it. That that's why it's my number one. <laughs> nice Segways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love this record. It's what got me into my chem. It was like I had this shit. I had the fucking the iPod to the little iPod Nano, like the third gen. Yes, and yes. I like used to fucking listen to this on repeat. Like I, there's only one song I don't like on this record, and that's Teenagers. As I recently. <laughs> You know, said earlier yeah. is like my I number fucking one hate my chemical romance album. I fucking really? hate that song. Really, that song <laughs> fucking blows. That shit sucks. <laughs> it's fine if you like it, but you're wrong for liking it. But the whole, the whole, the whole album is just good. It's just good. Like the whole fucking thing. There's not a single goddamn. Uh, track except for teenagers fuck that song that I, I dislike like I it was I was listening to that shit I, I can remember being like on the fucking highway in the back of my parents car with my fucking iPod nano I had this shit in my headphones and I would just like start at the beginning and listen to it all the way in the end and then it would replay and I would listen to it again and it yes. was like the drive between like uh like Lexington and Cincinnati it was like I had like an hour and a half to just like fucking listen to this album as many times as i could get through it but absolutely love this shit like the end into dead is like great great first two songs to start a record oh, yeah. uh the sharpest lives is always a personal favorite welcome to black parade is what got me into my chemical romance um i love cancer and mama as well last night uh i like ran to the store with my partner and cancer came on and i was like singing along with it and then they changed it i was like hey yo what the fuck that was a banger put that back on <laughs> put it back right now put it put it back go back one song please. You, you, someone can't change the music if you're singing along to it 
Is that not a clear? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Poppy's Maybe they changed star. it because they realized like how sad the song was, and they're like, "This is bumming <laughs> out everybody, so we're gonna change this." But it's a banger. It's a banger. Sad you gotta banger. listen to the whole thing. But yeah, I I fucking love this record, and yeah, that's number one, baby. Number yeah. one. Yeah, it is number two for me. Great, great record. Um, so first for me would be Three Tears for Sweet Revenge. Um, this is just the best. Um, it is probably my. Oh, it's really hard to rank favorite records of all time. It's probably second or third. Um, records of all time. Any band. It is so good. So so good. So good. Helena. Uh, it was one of the first songs that All Gone Grey covered. We um, played that at our first show ever that got filmed and put on YouTube. And it has a lot of views, actually. Cool. Um, so if you look that up, All Gone Grey, Helena cover. Um, so that that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with this record. I can listen to it over and over and over and over. <laughs> it's It's just the perfect blend of like really catchy like pop punk influence but then also like you know there's screaming it's got a good post hardcore influence to it too there's a lot of weird really weird stuff as well like really weird dissonant chord progressions i just think it is yeah just like the best emo record ever that's that's what i would say yeah awesome i i'm definitely way more excited to listen to these records for for that series on patreon be, because <laughs> I, I was like <laughs> i like that black parade song and i like teenagers <laughs> which is it's funny because i mean aside from the latter half of black parade like the intro of black parade and then all of teenagers are so different from the rest <laughs> of their stuff like they don't have very many songs that sound like teenagers just because yeah. you know that one's like the more like 12 bar blues kind of like classic rock influence song maybe you might like danger days because it has some stuff kind of similar but i don't know that's that song is like super different i feel like i yeah. i may be an outlier i i can already feel it tingling at my fingers danger <laughs> days i want to be different i want to be different <laughs> um, uh fucking lord <laughs> well i like conventional weapons too yeah well that's a deep lore let me just scratch the surface a little bit <laughs> um, sure let's get into your producing stuff how did that happen going from being in a band to producing bands so some of it came out of necessity where it was basically like my first band we went to the studio to record like a three song ep and we spent i don't even remember how much it was any amount of money that is over $100 is a lot of money when you don't have a job and you're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it may have not even been that much, but it felt like a lot for <laughs> what we got. <laughs> basically, we basically paid this guy a lot of money and it sounded like crap. <laughs> he, he only knew how to do like classic rock stuff because we're in Daytona Beach and that's just how it is in Daytona. Uh, people only care about classic classic rock biker bar kind of stuff here yeah um so all the studios that were around at that time only did that kind of stuff so yeah uh our stuff sounded bad and it's like okay um let's try recording 
ourselves instead. So our guitarist Richard got um an interface. He had a he um I think he got a MacBook when he was going to uh might have been when he was going to college or he might have actually had one before then. It's hard to remember what exactly we recorded on. But basically we managed to get GarageBand and an audio interface and like two mics. So we put like one mic on the drums and then, <laughs> you know, one mic on like each guitar amp or whatever and just like overdubbed, like recorded each thing. And then he had no idea how to mix, but I had a garage band access at my TV production <laughs> class in high school because we had Max there. Um, so I loaded up the session on there and then that was my first time ever mixing a song. Uh, that song is called So What If by Stop Wondering. It is on YouTube. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad, but that's the first mix I ever did. So people can hear that. That's a was nice literally thing to my, intro, my, my intro to it. Um, so, yeah, from there, uh just started doing sound more uh, local venues and stuff and um just started recording some of my own stuff and people were already like "Ooh, this sounds nice you know like even without me really knowing what i was doing so then it came time to like actually learn so i went to school for it um music production at daytona state college went to school there for two years and just started like recording bands for like 20 bucks a song or something nice. like <laughs> just my friends <laughs> Uh, doing like program drums, uh, you know, amp sims and stuff like that, you know, really easy. Uh, eventually I got enough mics to start doing live drums, started recording like all gone gray. Like we did, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, yeah, so our first, EP, our first EP, somebody else recorded and we also didn't really like how that came out. Uh, so that was kind of like a diversion where it was like, oh, maybe I should try someone else. And they're like, no, no, I should just keep doing it myself. And that's what I've been doing ever since. But basically, it's like, you know, then we did a beautiful mess by myself. A lot of people like that. Then this thing called Odessos that um, Richard, who's in All Gone Gray, started. Um, I did their stuff and they started to blow up in Florida. And that's kind of how the ball started getting rolling with. Wow. Uh, Pretty much all word of mouth like bands coming to me um and the beginning of 2019 is when i started doing it full-time nice that's awesome yeah you said odessus is one or am i saying that right i'm sorry odessus uh, odessos like o-d-e-s-s-o-s -S -S -S. they're like an indie rock band uh really cool stuff is is it difficult to mix like is there a genre that's more difficult to mix than other genres that kind of thing oh um i would say one of the hardest things to do with mixing is mixing a band where they want it to be raw but not so raw that it sounds like a demo yeah <laughs> but they also but they really don't want it to be overproduced yeah that kind of stuff can be really difficult um because it's like okay so i should tune the vocals but i should only tune like the notes that are noticeably off yeah. You know, or I shouldn't EQ the drums quite as much as I would, but I should EQ them because if I don't, it's just going to sound like crap. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That it's it's a little more like, um, I don't know, like lo-fi indie emo, that kind of stuff. That can be a huge challenge um, where uh, 
I sometimes feel like the overproduced stuff that I sometimes do with more like poppier artists, that's almost comes easier because yeah. then I can just pull out every trick I have. <laughs> but uh, the ones where I have to like not pull out all of them, that can sometimes be really hard. Yeah, I, I could totally see bands asking for <laughs> raw, but not too raw, you know? <laughs> yes. Some slightly cooked cookie dough. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it gets tough. <laughs> I want it to sound like shit, but like palatable. Good like shit. Like shit you yeah. can eat off the ground. Yeah. Like a, like a good <laughs> shit. Well, yeah. th- this is off topic completely. And this will probably be the most annoying question to you. Daytona, is that the race car place? Like Daytona 500? <laughs> <laughs> like NASCAR? It sure, it sure is. How, how is that? <laughs> how, how is that being in that town? Um, it's always kind of sucked. Um, one thing that <laughs> did happen that has been nice-ish is that um, Rockville, which has mostly happened in Jacksonville, hence the name, mm-hmm. um, like had to start moving to Daytona because there was some basically something was happening where they couldn't do it in Jacksonville anymore. Yeah. So they started doing it in Daytona. Uh, they do tend to mostly do butt rock bands, <laughs> but they have brought in like some bands like, like Sleeping With Sirens, Dance Cafe Dance, Fever 333. Um, trying to think of other like more like scene bands that had on there. But basically it's nice that with that, we've actually had like national relevant bands come to Daytona because typically um, you're either going to like a DIY, like hardcore show at Turninog or you're going to see a journey tribute band, like, or like <laughs> just some crappy Hell biker bar, yeah. biker bar cover band. Like that's what the music scene <laughs> has been here for a really long time. Like, so it, it's tough. Because it's not like Orlando where they bring in a lot of like, you know, not big like, I mean, they obviously have their national touring bands, but they have like small er bands that, um, you know, can headline shows and then you bring in locals for support for them. We don't really have a lot of that in Daytona. Like the last time I think any bands like Yellow Card or Fall Out Boy came through here was in like 2005. Damn. Um, <laughs> <God> damn. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like, yeah, we, we we don't have like a good music scene here. It's been kind of the struggle. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I got I got weirdly lucky when I moved here to Lexington, Kentucky. It's like home of Imarosa and too close to touch. Like, for whatever reason, this town just has a lot of post-hardcore uh, shit coming too out. Too close to touch is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rip keaton um yeah so sad but uh, no <laughs> oh no i'm sad <laughs> damn it um, <laughs> now i'm sad too they're so good ivy take the <laughs> take the ropes here take the ropes <laughs> all right i, I can ivy. say i can say that like a big reason that i i moved to orlando to begin with is because it has like a pretty good music scene here pretty good pool they have like really good uh promoters like i know like uh montgomery drive like they're great shout dudes. out marshall yeah, yeah marshall. Love marshall love marshall he yeah. always puts on good shows always gets good bands in he's really chill to talk to like oh, just yeah. the scene in orlando is is really good in general but at the at the very least at least it's like pretty close to daytona like 
I've gone up to uh, Daytona quite a few times with Daisy. And, yeah, the drive is, like, nothing. It's, like, what, an hour, hour and a half, something like that? Yeah. Maybe even less sometimes. Yeah. But, uh... It's kind of crazy the the like scene in Florida just like the the various different like big cities since Florida's so fucking long <laughs> like what oh, you know. get in every different city like but you know from like uh Keely was telling me like all this like there's all kinds of shit in Miami like Miami has this like ridiculous fucking music scene and pretty much yeah. in South Florida there's like pretty much interest for anything you could ever want uh, and then Orlando has like the their various like shows and artists that they put on, um, from like you know the post hardcore to one night we went there was like a I don't know I don't know what you would consider them uh, the band's called Trash they were touring back in I think it was October and we went and uh, caught a show it was Daisy uh, like the rest of Yeti. And then Keely and I, and then we went over to Will's Pub and caught their show. But it's like you have stuff like that going on at like Will's Pub, and then like right next door, um, at like the other bar that's like connected to Will's Pub, there was like a country concert going on. Like at the <laughs> yeah, same time, it was like cool. both venues were packed. <laughs> so like the it's just, I don't know, it's just cool. Uh, I know like Tampa and like St. Pete have a pretty cool scene as well um jacksonville has a couple bands i don't know it's just crazy like from city to city how diverse it is and even though <laughs> and then you have like daytona with the the classic rock it's very reminiscent actually the way you talked about it of uh of cincinnati where i like grew up pretty much you get either like tribute bands occasionally you'll get like a big tour package that'll come through uh and that's like if it's a huge huge torch package they'll pay play at like the stadium uh, yeah, and if it's if it's like a smaller one, like I saw the DGD 10 year anniversary tour at a, a venue called Bogarts that I think is yeah. technically owned by Ticketmaster. I've been so, there. Um, yeah. yeah, so like I don't know, you get a pretty good. Sometimes good bands will come through, but because it's the Midwest, like you know, there's other cities that are better. Like you just go a little bit north or a little <laughs> bit east. They're just like, oh, I really want to fuck with that city. So you get a lot of like. Hey, come on down with we got the fucking Journey Tribute Band again for this third week in a row. Like, yeah. <laughs> Daytona has this thing where we have some bigger venues, but it's only used for that kind of stuff, which will be interesting to see what happens with time because eventually some of those people will you know they're getting kind of old <laughs> no more journey be, there won't always be a demand for uh bands from the 70s like tribute bands to bands from the 70s you know are they just gonna switch over to doing like only blink 182 tribute bands yeah you know or will they you know eventually realize that they should actually have like relevant current bands come to there i don't know you know we like we have this cool big venue called the ocean center in daytona and the only time i've ever seen a relevant band there was when i saw the jonas brothers there in 2011 Sick. <laughs> Fucking rich. what happened to the, yeah. the jonas brothers came back and then left again <laughs> i have no idea they said, fuck it, we're too big for this, and they, they bounced again. Well, those yeah. singles they put out were kind of garbage, so that's just my hot take of the episode. They, they ain't got shit on when Big Time Rush came back and put out those singles. Those one, 
heat. Not unironically, un fire I, songs. I, I, I didn't even you, know that listen, happened. <laughs> I listen to them. I'm telling you, those the big time rush songs that came out like within the last couple years, bangers. All right, I'll all take right. your word for it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, awesome, Florida. Truly, <laughs> truly a crazy place. Only been there once. It's to a state. Destin, yeah. Florida. It is a state. <laughs> it's always fucking Destin. God. Why everybody? Everybody from the Midwest comes down to goddamn Destin, Florida. I've never <laughs> been to Destin. Why would you go there? Like, I, why not like Orlando? That's where um, most. I don't know. <laughs> like most people go. Yeah, my girlfriend yeah. picked out the spot. Well, her her and her friends went there like a week before. And she liked it so much she wanted to go for another week, so I went with her that time. Uh, so okay, cool. for whatever reason, her friends picked it. I think they got like a good hotel deal or something. You know, it's near oh, yeah, the beach. It's like nothing special. We had some cool, oh. cool milkshakes that were way too filled up. They those are probably like at every single Florida establishment. Um. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do we got? The fucking. Uh, <laughs> we have those like. This was new to me moving here. They have the fucking uh, was it sweet treats or something like that. They're like shaped like big ass ice cream cones, like yes. the building itself. Yeah, they got those, and then the the Jeremiah's uh, ice or some shit yep. like that. Yep. People will fucking go nuts for that shit. It'll be like eleven p.m. on a Tuesday, and there's a line out the parking lot. I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing here? <laughs> Go home. Like, leave people these poor in, workers alone. People in Florida love their ice cream. Do y'all have Seven Eleven there? Oh yeah, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, it feels um, like a Seven Eleven state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I one right this... down the street next to the Perkins. Ooh, I'm jealous. I don't want to yeah. make this tiny story yeah. too too long, but basically, it was uh, a couple years. Uh, well maybe 10 years ago now actually i'm old uh, <laughs> <so> like <laughs> 10 years ago a bunch of my friends did the 7-eleven like free slurpee day thing uh, on 7-eleven yes. and there are so many in daytona that we basically went to every single one back to back and tried to drink our free slurpees before we got to the next one and that was hard oh my God. because the brain were... freezes there's so many of them they're so close together we basically ended up with like i think some of us had like 17 slurpees that day <laughs> holy so. shit <laughs> should have got like one of those like igloo fucking coolers with the like spigot on the front and just like dumped them in like uh, yeah. gone in the next one like or well just make a round trip and keep going and grabbing a new one put on like a fake mustache and like go back into the first one yeah it's been a while since I lived around one. Is the Slurpee thing you get that free tiny Slurpee cup, or is it you bring your own cup and you can fill it up for free? Because I think you, those are both things that have happened. That's usually you use their cups, and yeah. they have... They'll give you really, really small ones for the free Slurpee day, yeah. but they, they can get massive. People get these giant freaking cups. Oh, yeah, like, big gulps. <laughs> bigger, than my, bigger than my head and just fill it up with Coca-Cola Slurpee and just <laughs> drink that down and I'm, get diabetes. I'm weirdly <laughs> attached to 7-Eleven because my grandma works there. She's worked there like my whole life. So I, I, I love that. Shit. Yeah, I've been there Dedication. a lot. <laughs> it's not because she likes it. <laughs> no, she loves that oh, no. 7-Eleven in her veins. Yeah. Lives and but, dies by the oh fucking 7-Eleven. Let me just say, I have, I have no other platform to talk about this. The aliens <laughs> and it. cowboys Slurpee flavor? 
was so goaded. I drank what that flavor? Aliens and Cowboys, the movie. Yeah, they, they were fucking with you. <laughs> they, I definitely didn't know they'd made a flavor for that. They made a flavor. It was blue and I'll say this, the blue Mountain Dew is the closest thing I've ever had that tastes like it. You know, it's been so many okay. years it's like it's ethereal now. It's like uh I it's a memory like, of a taste, but uh yeah. It's like blue blue raspberry kind of thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Maybe I, I should blue. like make a <laughs> blue Mountain Dew slushy and see if it's the same. <laughs> Do it. I mean probably, fuck really good. I've I've been told that Baja Blast is basically just regular Mountain Dew and Gatorade. Yeah, so I've heard you could that. probably figure it out. Well, well, I've heard Mountain Dew's just like lemon or something, <laughs> like or orange. It's like made of orange, like it's Citrus. orange flavor, which mm -hmm. it doesn't taste. Is it's like Mountain Dew flavor? It doesn't taste like orange to me. I've never had an That's orange that says this shit tastes like Mountain Dew. It's just never Damn. happened. <laughs> this orange taste in Mountain Dewy as fuck. <laughs> Matt, I have we're we're about near the time we should start winding around. Okay, okay. Winding down. <laughs> um I have a question for you. It's an important question. Yes. I've asked it to every guest we've had so far. Say cool. a band comes in and they're wanting your production done. The band name is Chicken Run Dreamcast. What do you think about that? Are their songs good? They haven't made any yet. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna need some songs. Like, what do I you mean, think they sound like? Oh, ch it was Chicken Run Dreamcast. That's the name of the band. Yeah, it's not a real band to be clear. Uh, this is just a hypothetical. I, I feel like they are like kind of like a I don't know. They're definitely music theory nerds. It's kind of like progressive, like indie, like very funky. Their bassist absolutely plays with a seven string bass. Uh for sure. Um <laughs> would never would never use a pick on the bass. Never. Um yeah. They might be they might be cool. They might have one song that's kind of catchy. <laughs> Let's go. I asked another band, and one of the members just said, uh, I don't know. I guess they do well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you killed me. It's like, um, well, of course, thank you for your time, Matt. Plug, plug your stuff. You're plug welcome. all your stuff. You know, yeah. All your bands, yeah, uh, all your projects. So yeah, All Gone Gray is my band. Um, we put out uh, two songs in the last two years. Uh, we're going to put out a full length this year. Um probably drop another single or two in the next couple months so stay tuned on that follow us on all the socials on spotify uh and then my recording stuff um that's under either my name matt goings or killian studios um so come record with me or if you don't live near me um send me your stuff and i'll mix it master it edit it whatever yeah, I forgot to say I love oh. the song "Speechless" from your solo stuff. Like oh, that thank you. End of that song is like killer. It kind of caught me by surprise. <laughs> uh, it's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Left you speechless. <laughs> that was almost an all gun gray Sorry. song, but we decided it was it was too pop punk, so I made it a solo song. <laughs> mm, it's feeling a little too pop punk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was basically the call.
Um, yeah, I had uh, I had I think two was my like second favorite song last year to come out last year. Like, I really appreciate wise. that. That song is incredible. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you want to cry, go listen to that song. Uh, it's really yeah, sad. That one's yeah. <laughs> is there gonna be a three? I, I thought maybe it I was two uh, for not. 20, I hope not. You can listen to the song and you'll know why it <laughs> yeah, is. So sad, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> if you like this episode, you should check us out on YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. Whatever you're listening on, you can give us five stars or a like or all that type of stuff. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. It helps with the motherfucking algorithm. And, you know, drop a comment. Your favorite My Chemical Romance album. Um, I I won't know if it's good or not, but uh, I'll like it probably, and that'll you also can name whatever you want, and they'll <laughs> yeah. probably think it's a My Chem album. Uh, comment down below the, the 2011 album. Yo Gabba Gabba episode with My Chemical Romance. Um, we also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/MunePuke, where we post weekly uh, bonus podcasts for just a dollar a month. It's a great value proposition, I'd say, um, and. Our Twitter and Instagram, all me and puke. Everything, if it's me and puke, it's probably me. Uh, unless it's saying some heinous shit, then it's not me. <laughs> Don't. If someone's just using my name. It, Don't. <laughs> it might be. It might be Ivy. It might be Ivy. It might be me. It might be me. Uh, all right. Thanks again, Matt. And we'll see. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. We'll see you next week. As always. Bye. Bye.